Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Christian Review Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Today should be a great show. So I'm pretty happy. Um, the weather's starting to change. Uh, had our first signs of spring uh, here, and um, the weather is getting warmer. And so I think we're all enjoying that. Can't wait here. In just a, um, a few short weeks, we'll probably start seeing flowers, um, seeing the birds start to return from down south. And uh, just really looking forward to that. So God is good. Um, want to give everyone a quick Bell's Palsy update. Getting some more uh, movement today. Um, my mouth is starting to respond more. I'm able to um, enunciate a little better. The parts that um, I'm having trouble with still are the corner of my mouth on the right side. Um, and to back up real quick, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, uh, you can go back and check episodes two, three, <laughs> four, I think too, and I will explain a little bit about Bell's palsy. But to uh, put it concisely, it's just a per- temporary paralysis of your face that I've been suffering with for about three and a half months, but it's starting to improve. So, um, yeah, the, the problem that I have is the corner of my mouth, um, but it's starting to give in a little bit and I'm able to enunciate better. Actually, if you look at the picture of my podcast, you'll see my head's turned a little bit to the right. That's to hide the droopy mouth. <laughs> um, but those of you that know me and listen, you already know the story. It's there. So um, uh, what's really funny is the Bell's palsy came on about three days before I was scheduled to have major surgery. Um, and that major surgery was entirely total knee replacement. Um, I had a really bad left knee, very arthritic with osteoarthritis. Um, it became really, really bad after um, after about almost 25, 30 years almost of uh, recovery from a bad, bad basketball knee injury I had when I was 18. And um, everything was great. My knee worked well for all that time up until the last five years. Um, and uh, I'm in my 50s now. <laughs> and so the arthritis became so debilitating that I could barely walk up the stairs. Um, it was one step at a time. Right foot, pick the left foot up. Right foot, pick the left foot up. Um, never stepping first with the left side. Couldn't walk down the stairs. Um, couldn't cross my legs. Couldn't walk quickly. And right before the surgery, I was basically down to about... 20 20 yards maybe before I had to rest and my knee was ready to go Um, but I have had an amazing recovery I had uh, total knee replacement from a wonderful surgeon and um, it has been awesome I can walk again I can and this is about now it's been almost three and a half months I can walk up the stairs. I can walk down the stairs. I can walk quickly up the stairs. I even broke out in a little run the other day on accident when a paper blew away. Um, I can twist. I can move. I can dance with my wife again. Um, dance with her um, just last night in the kitchen, actually. And that was um, it's just such a, such a blessing. God is so good. But I can tell you going through that knee injury really humbled me. Um, and, and the osteoarthritis really helped me to understand what people go through and how hard it is sometimes to remain positive and um, to trust in the Lord. 
and that it's in his timing. He will bring to you your portion when he's ready. And um, and it was perfect. Now I look back, perfect timing. And he's also given me um, some great information to share with you. And hopefully if you're out there suffering from an arthritic knee or a sore knee or you're up for a knee replacement. Um, again, I'm only um, in my early 50s. 51. I mean, it don't have to be a secret about it. And um, if you're considering getting your knee replaced, but you're thinking, am I too young? Will it work? It will work. And you're not too young. The technology today is amazing. Um, this knee replacement should last me the rest of my life. Um, I don't plan to live, you know, a year or two. <laughs> so, um, yeah, get it done. Get it done. Pray about it. Um, give it to the Lord and then go get your knee fixed. Okay. You'll get your life back. A result of that is, uh, I think I mentioned in the last podcast, I've always struggled, especially in my later adulthood, um, with weight, um, being overweight, obese or whatever you want to call it. It's always been an issue for me. And, um, due to the knee and being just immobile and lazy, I actually gained quite a bit of weight, um, got pretty heavy, um, Got up uh, upwards of 385 pounds at one point, and um, I have dropped a ton of weight um, because of this. Right before the knee surgery, I was already dropping weight a little bit just to be more healthy, and since then, um, I am down uh, about 80 pounds. So my pants are all too big now. I've had to make holes in my belt, and um, it's been such a difference, and I've only changed very small things. But um, to increase that weight loss, and it's not painful, let me tell you. I was at a um, small group tonight, which is uh, just a wonderful time. I love it so much. Um, time with my brothers and sisters in Christ. And uh, to talk about um, you know, our sermon on Sunday, we usually do that. And then we just kind of laugh and pick at each other and joke. And then, of course, we get to pray for one another, which is wonderful. Um, and uh, it's, it's just so good to get there and have the energy and the ability to do things. Um, one of the families that, that are just so close to, to my wife and I, um, they have three beautiful children. And <laughs> their little boy noticed that the table was rocking. And, uh, and it was off balance and it needed to be balanced. Well, I also have a lot of experience I've mentioned as a chef and a restaurant guy. Well, I knew that the tables um, actually came from a restaurant in our church, and uh, I knew how to balance it. The little leg underneath needs to be, um, the little peg needs to be unscrewed so it'll balance out. So I was able for the first time to get down on my knees and unscrew the table and and then get back up. Wow. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> um, yeah, we have a wonderful small group. We all kind of bring dinner and hang out and just fellowship. Um, my wife and I, uh, we usually cheat a little on the dinner part by uh, picking up pizza. And that was my point. Um, I haven't really changed a lot with my diet on the weight loss side. I just have some rules. And I'll give you one rule now and I'll keep sharing them. One is um, however big your hand is, don't eat anything on your plate that stretches outside the size of your hand. Nor don't eat anything that is stacked up higher than two fingers your index finger and your middle finger on the plate. And that's kind of good portion control, but I can eat anything. So I had pizza. I had pepperoni and mushroom Italian New York style pizza tonight. And it was delicious. So <laughs> um, that kind of brings the, the end of the intro. And now I'd like to uh, 
talk to you a little bit about a song that um, has just really set on my heart in the last day or two that I'm just I'm meditating on and listened to quite a few times. I had actually forgotten about it, and um, I accidentally um, put in a couple of words um, into my um, Spotify search engine, and all of a sudden, there it was. Yeah, the song is Word of God Speak by the wonderful Christian group, Mercy Me. So, with that being said, let's get into that. So, Word of God Speak by Mercy Me. Um, A wonderful song has meant um, a lot to me. I know some folks actually probably sing it in church as a a worship song. And um, was originally recorded back in 2000, I think, three. And um, has since gone on to uh, mean a lot to a lot of people. And I'd like to just share it with you and a little bit more about it. So, Word of God Speak by Mercy Me. Um, though it's been played a lot on K-Love, um, been put out on a lot of them, probably a lot of playlists, especially Spotify, including my playlist, um, and it become very, very popular. So um, there was there's a young lady uh, named Melissa Hambrick who wrote an amazing article um, on crosswalk.com back in June of 2004. And I'd like to share that article with you. And, um, and it gave you some real insight. Now, to kind of just bring the loop back together here, because in the last few years, another song by Mercy Me is just blown up even more than when it first came out. And that song is called um, uh, I Can Only Imagine. And uh, everyone knows that song in the movie, and we'll do a whole show on that eventually. But I'd like to share the article, so here we go. Let's get into that. Four o'clock in the morning is a good time for Bart Millard. The outgoing lead vocalist from Mercy Me, an award-winning songwriter, does a lot of good work in the wee hours. Even if he doesn't always remember it. Being on the road means a lot of late nights for the guys in the band. Loading up gear after performing for several hours and greeting fans for several hours. After that, finding the closest all-night greasy spoon or fast food drive through and then settling in to get some sleep. For Mercy Me, that endless cycle was made even more complicated by the fact that they were touring in support of the huge hit single, I can only imagine. And were booked for solid months on end. Meanwhile, it was time to start working on the follow-up project to Almost There. And there was just no time in the crazy schedules to write songs or hit the studio. So, producer Pete Kibley joined the band on the road. Wherever their travels took them, Pete and the band would find time to work on the new album. In between morning and evening services at church camps, uh, in places like New Mexico, Georgia, the band would head back to the, that week's temporary home for musical inspiration. Not that inspiration always came. Or did it? One night, Bart hit the sack thinking about how burned out he was. Traveling and making a record was exhausting. I went to bed and just really frustrated, he recalls. It started feeling like everything I was saying was the same. 
I just thought, I have nothing else to say. So I went to bed with that on my mind. And about three or four in the morning, Bart suddenly woke up. Grabbing his journal, he began to write, I'm finding myself at a loss for words. And the funny thing is, it's okay. The last thing I need is to be heard. But to hear what you say, word of God speak. Would you pour down on me like rain? Wash my eyes to see your majesty. And then he tucked away his journal and went back to sleep. A few weeks later, in Nashville, Mercy Me was finally putting the finishing touches on their new album, Spoken For. Rummaging through his things, Bart pulled out a journal and began to read. It's vaguely familiar, he thinks, and it's it's my handwriting. These lyrics are amazing. And then the dreamlike moment came back to him and soon became the beginning to one of Mercy Me's most popular songs. We never stopped while making that record, says Bart. We're in the studio, and at four in the morning, our producer says, I wish we could get one more song on this record. I wish we had more time. So I said, I've got an idea, and showed him the lyrics. In the early morning hours at the studio, the two hashed out the music and finished the lyrics to Word of God Speak. It took about 30 minutes. They recorded the piano that night and the next morning arranged for someone to come in and add the strings. The whole song was completed in less than 48 hours. It was important to Bart that the song remained stripped down. Just a simple piano and a vocal song without the band. Even though he knew that adding full production could make the song a huge hit. He said, I really like this song being piano. I like what it says. Bart says of the way the simple production mirrors the lyrics of the song. Sometimes our limited vocabulary is almost impossible to use to speak of an infinite God. There are just no words to use. And that was the first line. I think sometimes we say a little too much, and the more we talk, it seems the further we get from the Word of God. Bart reflects on a contemporary Christian classic as a partial inspiration to the song. There's an old Larnell Harris song called Miss My Time With You. And that song came to mind as we were finishing Word of God Speak. It's the idea that God's been sitting here saying, just hush for a second and let me get a word in edgewise. It took a long time and a lot of work to get me to that point. To just shut up. The song, which was number one at radio for an amazing 21 weeks, has a special place in concert. According to the band, while their crossover hit, I can only imagine, is greeted by loud cheers as soon as the first few bars are played, Word of God Speak has a completely different reaction. When we do Word of God Speak, people just sing. Word for word, says Bart. It's a worship song. As soon as I sing the first line, it's like everybody in the building is singing along. It's an amazing reaction for Millard, who never picked up a mic to sing publicly until a broken ankle made him trade in high school football for a chorus.
for those of you that have seen the movie, you know how that's portrayed. Uh, An encouraging teacher helped the former athlete realize that God had given him a voice, and he became more involved in the music program at his church as well as in school. In college, he traded his youth ministry for the praise band, and the group began to perform locally with a career in music deep in his heart, but far from his mind. Bart entered a regional gospel music association competition, belting out Waiting for Lightning, a song originally recorded by Stephen Curtis Chapman. The young singer was told he had an amazing voice, but a great voice will only separate you so much. He was encouraged to try his hand at songwriting and singing. Bart and future Mercy Me bandmate Mike Schuzer sat down to craft a song. It was horrible, says Bart. (laughs) I said, you know what? I'm not a songwriter. I'm just a singer, man. I'll never make it. But the two kept at it. And after Mercy Me became a band in 1994, the group punctuated their worship concerts with the occasional original songs. With four independent albums already under their belt, Mercy Me recorded the worship project, their album. It was the first time the band had ever attempted to write songs for corporate worship. Mixing their love for worship with rock bands' sensibilities, I can only imagine, popped up on the album. Although it didn't really fit, we had a formula of one verse and a chorus. And it needed to fit on a PowerPoint, on a screen, says Bart. Imagine never really fit that as much. We threw it on at the last minute. The song's popularity grew, and of course, as history says, soon Amy Grant was requesting to record, I can only imagine, on her own album. Record labels came calling, and after turning down a number of offers, Mercy Me chose to sign with INO Records. With a 2001 release of Almost There, and the crossover success of their only version of I Can Only Imagine, the band soon took home an armload of Dove Awards, including Song of the Year honors for both Imagine in 2002 and Word of God Speak two years later in 2004. And the prestigious Songwriter of the Year award went to Bart Millard. But no matter the success, Bart and the band hold fast to their calling. Man, we've been a worship band from the beginning. That's the way we started, and that's what we still would say we are. He says emphatically, The only thing that's different now is that we're trying to broaden the depths of the church definition of worship, in a sense. Sitting in a church singing songs is granted a part of worship, but we're trying to make records and make a concert that hopefully, from when the show begins to when the show ends, or when the record record begins to when it ends, if you've taken even one step closer to the throne room of Christ, then guess what? It's worship. And that's the end of the article. Amazing. Uh, What a great song. So now I'm going to go ahead and play you a little clip. Um, uh, We'll have to cut it a little short at the end um, because I haven't obtained full licensing yet, but I am working on that uh, to be able to play you guys full songs. And I hope you enjoy it. So Bart Millard and Mercy Mees. Word of God 
speak. I'm finding myself at a loss for words And the funny thing is it's okay The last thing I need is to be heard, but to hear what you would say. Word of God speak, would you pour down like rain, washing my eyes to see your speak what a beautiful song hope you enjoyed it i hope you'll go and download it um go to spotify and uh search it um it'll definitely be there mercy me one of their biggest songs find it on all platforms hope you enjoy it and so i um, glad that i got to share it with you so before we move on to our next topic a word from our sponsor Today's podcast is brought to you by men studying the Bible, particularly the men's breakfast boy Bible study, meeting every first and third Saturday at 7.30 a.m. at our favorite church. Those of you that know me, those of you that know the podcast, you know exactly where that Bible study will be. If you can't go to that Bible study, I encourage you to start one at your church or Talk to someone at your church, particularly a deacon or someone that's in spiritual leadership, and ask where you can attend a men's Bible study. So, with that being said, men, get out there and find a Bible study. May God bless you in all that you do. So the next topic I'd like to talk about is a movie recommendation for one of my favorite movies. This movie is available on the Pure Flix streaming service. It's also available on a lot of the regular mainstream secular platforms. Um, the movie is God's Not Dead. Um, comes from Pure Flix Studio. Uh, P as in Paul. U-R-E-F-L-I-X. Pure Flix. 
And uh, the movie is just really well done, great acting, and, um, you know, the screenplay is wonderful, the writing's wonderful, and um, just really enjoyable, and, and, you know, just helps invigorate you and be inspired. So the basic storyline is that a young uh, Christian um, high school kid graduates and goes to college. Um, his name is Josh Wheaton, and he ends up going again, up against a professor who profoundly claims to be an atheist and has a great disdain for the Christian faith, um, of which reasons are revealed in the movie and it plays out. A really rich story. Lots of second and third party characters are portrayed where you finally get backstory and reference about them and learn about their lives and what's going on in the hardship of them following Christ. And um, again, this is the first installment in the series of movies, God's Not Dead. And uh, they go on to, uh, there's God's Not Dead 2 and 3, and I'm sure we'll review those in the future. Um, I understand that God's Not Dead 4 is in production um, or has been filmed. I know it was kind of underway in COVID and it should be out pretty soon. Um, the movie does have one of my favorite Christian actors, David A.R. White, who is actually one of the founders of Pure Flix. Um, but, um, just really sound acting and a good movie. So I'm kind of a stickler for that. I don't like the plastic, embarrassing <laughs> movies where, um, I think we've all seen them, the Christian movies. Hey, did you hear Betty has a new boyfriend? <gasps> what? Oh my, we need to help her. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is not like that <laughs> at all. Um, it's really well done. So, um, uh, with that, all uh, in the bag. Let's get into this and let me play the trailer for God's Not Dead. You prayed and believed your whole life. And here you are. Explain that to me. What do you say to people that are offended by your show? Because you pray to Jesus in every episode. If we disown him, he'll disown us. I'm a 12-year-old. Watches his mother dying of cancer. A God who would allow that is not worth believing in. Life is really a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury and signifying nothing. Name? Uh, Wheaton. Josh Wheaton. Philosophy 150. You might want to think about a different uh, instructor. Come on, man, it can't be that bad. Think uh, Roman Coliseum. People cheering for your death. I'm Professor Radisson. This is Philosophy 150. I would like to bypass senseless debate altogether and jump to the conclusion which every sophomore is already aware of. There is no God. All that I require from each of you is that you fill in the papers I've just given you with three little words. God is dead. Mr. Wheaton, is something wrong? I can't do what you want, I'm a Christian. If you cannot bring yourself to admit that God is dead, then you will need to defend the antithesis. I think of Jesus as my friend. You think Jesus is God? I don't want to disappoint him. So your acceptance of this challenge may be the only meaningful exposure to God and Jesus they'll ever have. But to me, he's not dead. I don't want anyone to get talked out of believing in him just because the professor thinks they should. Mr. Wheaton, are you ready? We're going to put God on trial. You think you're smarter than me, Wheaton? Do not try to humiliate me in front of my students. In that classroom, there is a God. I'm him. This experiment is over. 
get to decide who the most important person in your life is. Me, Professor Radisson. But I have to do this thing. Like it's something that God wants me to do. I, I can't just turn away from it. You just want to ensnare them in your primitive superstition. What I want is for them to make their own choice. That's what God wants. You have no idea how much I'm going to enjoy failing you. Yeah, but who are you really looking to fail? Me or God? God's not dead. He's surely alive. He's living on the inside. supports his existence you know the truth so why do you hate him it's a very simple question why do you hate god god's not dead he's surely alive he's living on the inside and that's god's not dead what an impactful movie uh, available for streaming on many platforms pure flicks um for sure i think netflix uh, maybe even on Amazon Prime, but if you can't stream it for free, I think the download is is inexpensive as well. So check it out. God's not dead, the original version, um, and then, like I said, we'll do reviews on the ones in the future. So I remember when this movie came out. Um, at the time, we had uh, a church intern at the church, um, a young guy. His name is Matt. Um, who has now gone on to be a very successful military chaplain and um, just a great guy, really good friend, brother in Christ that I love. Um, he had the youth group out and they went and saw this movie. And at the end of the movie, it actually uh, talks about <laughs> text um, people in your phone. Select all your contacts if you want and text them, God's not dead spark interest great marketing ploy but important for so many people to know so i remember in this movie and it being out in theaters and i had plans to go see it and uh i got this text in the middle of the day (laughs) um god's not dead so i had that natural reaction when i got it i was like dang right and of course i saw it was from him and i thought that's cool um he went and saw the movie you know, and but I had no idea that that's part of it. So watch the movie; you'll see what I'm talking about. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, God's not dead, and uh, just just he's definitely not dead. He's in our life every day. He's definitely in mine. Um, he's in the lives of all the people that I talk to quite a bit from church, um, families that are um, you know just struggling, and and God's definitely not dead. So this reminds me of the struggles we go through and the things that are so hard in life sometimes for us to get our hands around, our minds around, um, and that we try in our worldly way to control. Um, And it brings me to relying on God. It brings me to encouraging you to remember he's in control and how much he loves you. We were talking today and in uh, in, in this evening in my in small group, which we call it a small group. Some people call it a covenant group. Um, basically, it's just a group of Christian friends that get together. Um, for us, we share dinner and then we talk about our lives and what's going on. Um, and then we share prayer requests. Um, we talk about the sermon from Sunday sometimes. Um, it's really awesome. But we forget that... Um, 
times are hard, but that God's in control. And uh, what we need to do is rely on him. And for that, we should turn to the ultimate, which is uh, a user manual, right? Um, to figure out how to do this. And the user manual for life is the Bible. Um, we all know uh, about it. It is a roadmap, a user manual, a how-to instructions to live. And uh, sometimes it feels complicated. Like if you read a car repair manual, you wouldn't understand it, right? So what would you do? you go to a mechanic and say, hey man, what does this mean? Well, your Bible or the Bible you have in your house, or the Bible you're soon to get. Uh, the the mechanic for that is your pastor, um, or a pastor. And I would encourage you to take that uh, Bible, that life user manual, and go to a church. Go to your church. Even if you're already in there, long-time Christian, and you still don't understand a lot of stuff, what are you what are you hiding for? What do why haven't you asked or you don't understand? Get involved in a Bible study or go and ask the pastor, "Hey man, what does this mean?" You know, I highly uh recommend that if you're at a church where they're not talking about Jesus in every single sermon or talking about the way to salvation in every single sermon that you may want to be looking around for a different church. Um I will eventually tell you my denomination that I believe in, but I will tell you this. The two things that are strong and solid that I believe in are that Jesus is the only way to eternity, the only way to live in God's house forever, the only way to be forgiven, and the only way to have strength and not worry about dying in this world. The second is, is that the Bible, the Holy Bible, is 100% true. It's inerrant, is the word we use, which means without flaw, without lies. All of it's true, including the story about the guy who gets swallowed up by the fish. It's all true. All of it. And if you don't believe me, send me an email um, to the Christian Review Podcast at gmail.com. And I will debate it with you or discuss it with you. We can have you on as a guest and we can talk about it. But I can show you and tell you why this is true. And uh, for us as Christians, sometimes we come across things we don't necessarily um, understand. But that's where faith comes in. It's not a blind faith. It's a belief in knowing and the reassurance that we can feel in our still quiet parts of our heart that Jesus is real. So um, we turn to scripture. I do. And uh, I'd like to share a scripture with you now, uh, which I haven't done yet. And I'm going to try and do this on every episode from now on. But I want to share a scripture with you that is meant to be an encouragement uh, for you. Encouragement. Hello, Bell's palsy. <laughs> Dragging um, my mouth down. Um, an encouragement and uh, motivation and reassurance of how much you're loved and how God has you. So I'd like to read to you Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future 
and a hope, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You'll seek me and find me. When you seek me with all your heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord. I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I've driven you, declares the Lord. And I'll bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. Amen to that. The Lord will always find us. And those places of exile sometimes aren't geographic. They are the small voice that tells us you're not a good mom. Or you're not a really good friend. Or you're fat. Or people don't like you. You talk funny. (laughs) Or you're not really listening to my voice. And you must not be a Christian. Or you've done that bad thing and no one can forgive you. Those are the exiles that scripture speaks to us now. So remember, the Lord is here and he loves you and he wants you to come back. Regardless of things that are that are going on in your world, he is always, always there. He is the light shining on the hill and the bright guide for us to follow. So, praise Jesus and um, don't let the world bring you down or tell you you are not worth his love. Um, Speaking about the world, obviously, um, things are really happening. A brief moment on that. Um, With Russia and Ukraine, um, personally, what a terrible event that's happening. The Ukrainian uh, people that had found um, freedom and democracy and have been struggling since the wall fell in the 80s to really get their country on track. They had developed an economy. Um, they have forged relationships with the United States that were trusted. And I'm not talking about all the flim flam you know, news over the last six years of, you know, Trump and Ukraine or Biden and Ukraine collusion. I'm not talking about politics. I'm talking about those poor people that are there. And now this bigger, badder nation, Russia, is is attacking them, literally sending bombs in, literally coming in and claiming stake to this. I heard a a different podcast that I listened to about military in the world, and the the general uh, referred to it as, imagine the United States deciding that Cuba was part of the United States now. Just because they're close and we decided to surround them, create a situation that we're going to free them, and we just go in and take it over. It's very similar to that. And it's scary. So I'm praying for that. I hope that you'll pray for this to also be resolved quickly and that, um, to be honest, that the Russians would leave Ukraine alone. So... That's about as political as I want to get. (laughs) 
And uh, that's really it. So now I'd like to close this in prayer um, for the podcast. And I can't thank you so much for tuning in. And I'm hoping the podcast is getting a little bit more enjoyable and you like listening to it. Again, send your emails to me um, at the Christian Review Podcast at gmail.com. Um, if you have questions, comments, you want to tell me how bad I was, <laughs> or you'd like to be a, a guest, or you want to suggest a movie or a, a song title or a topic, a Bible story, a book, anything. Um, or, um, you know, you just want to say attaboy, that, that's great, or yuck, um, that's okay too. <laughs> just send those my way and I'm, I'd love to get them. So let me close this in prayer and uh, we'll wrap the podcast. So let's go to the Lord. Lord, I thank you so much for your providence and how wonderful you are to us on a daily basis. Lord, I'd like to pray... Um, for the people that I love that are close to me. I'd like to pray for sleepless nights um, for parents with um, children that wake up often and how draining that can be and hard it is to to have your energy and rest moving um, towards the work day. I'd like to pray for wi- women and mothers with anxiety um, about their children, whether or not their children are developing soundly or that their children are okay and becoming good people. Father, I'd like to pray for rest for all of us, that we would find deep sleep and comfort in your in your word. But then when we close our eyes at night, that we would fall listfully off to sleep. Um, Lord, rest is so good, and it's something you give us. So I ask you for that. Lord, um, I'd ask that you just watch over anxiety and marriages, that you would calm um, tongues specifically for husbands to remember that they are the head of their household and that their responsibility as head of the household is to be humble and hit their knees and love their wife. And um, I guess I used to say, hug them about the waist and ask for forgiveness as a leader. And then after forgiveness comes to stand strong with your armor on protecting your queen. Um, and that's, that's who you should be as a Christian man. We're not flowers. We're not wimps. We're soldiers. And we're ready and equipped to love our wives and our family and fight to the death for our king. And on that note, Lord, um, I pray all this in our king's name, Jesus, that we chase after him every day running and running um, till the very day we get to see him again. So, Lord, thank you so much for giving me the ability to uh, speak uh, to folks and to share your gospel. I pray that in Jesus' holy name. Amen. And that's today's edition of The Christian Review. I'm your host, Bill Yoakum. Thanks so much for tuning in. Um, Thanks for listening. Thanks for all the shares and likes, uh, all the emails. Um, It's just been overwhelming. So please continue to do do so. Listen, like, share, subscribe, yada, yada. Uh, Most of all, though, forget the podcast and um, tune into Jesus, okay? He is our king and the way and the light, and you obviously can tell I'm one of those annoying Jesus freaks. I hope you are too. (laughs) So, all right, everyone out there, enjoy your week. Stay safe. 
Um, I love you, and uh, we'll see you on the next podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Christian Review.